It takes two. Amy Eiler, JJ Gordon on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM KFGO. A few months ago, we asked you guys, well, what do you want to talk about after Wolf Talk is done? <laughs> and uh, space was a popular topic, but coming in right behind space was treasure hunting, which is something I suggested. It for is. This because it is. I am fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by these modern people who use old school techniques with the new school technology to find treasure. It took maybe one click of the Google to find the man we need to talk to is Timothy Draper, and he's on the line with us right now. Tim, welcome to KFGO. We appreciate having you on. Hey, thanks, JJ. How's it going, Amy? Good. Thank you so much for being here. Just the best name, too, Timothy Draper. I love it. I don't know why, but maybe because it's a Don. It sounds like Don Draper from Mad Men. It's got that vibe to it. So and she loved sure. that show. And so I love that show. You're already guest numero uno. Uh, so I'm already a shoe in that. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me ask you about. I I I found an article, and they're talking about that you were really born for this. Uh, in fact, your family line is directly leads into treasure hunting. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, it, it kind of makes a lot of sense when I found out my family history comes from Scotland, Europe, with uh, family names like the Sinclairs, or some people know them as the St. Clairs. Uh, they were nice Templars, um, Crusaders. Uh, it wasn't until like the last 10 12 years that I knew that I grew up with my grandmother telling me that we came from a important noble family, you know, from Scotland and England, but I didn't really know what that was until, until I started digging into our family history. And then a lot of things made sense to me when I looked at, you know, who my great grandfathers were, what they did in their life. It makes a lot of sense. You know, there's been times where I'm sitting on the beach in Southern California everybody's doing their beach thing and I'm the guy sitting there on the sand staring out in the ocean going I don't know why but that ocean is drawn I'm drawn to it you know I've been the same way up in the mountains and stuff so uh, my family history comes from a lot of people who have had their hands on some of the richest treasures that are known to mankind I can tell my kids you know sort of the trajectory of how to become a firefighter or a radio talk show host or a doctor or a teacher but how do you become a professional treasure hunter timothy where does this start how, how walk us through this yeah that that's a tough one because i gotta say uh other than the book i just released there is really no handbook for someone like me um Ever since I've been young, I love the outdoors. I love camping, hiking, backpacking. But there was something more to it than just the outdoors and nature. Um, by the time I was in fifth grade, I realized when the social study book, you know, flopped on our desk at the beginning of the year, I noticed all the kids were in the classroom doing the thing that they do. Like, oh, man, I don't want to learn history. I dug into it. I went home and took that textbook home. And I, I, that's what I was doing on the side. That's, that was my hobby, reading as much history as I could. So I do treasure hunting a little bit differently than some of the treasure hunters that are out there today. I use lost and forgotten history to take me to treasures and historical sites that are less known, which ups my um, chances of 
find something. What you, have you found? Oh, can oh, we yeah, get right I, to I, it? Go, go for it. Everyone can we wants get right to, know to that it? Question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do got to say there are certain things that I can't talk about. That is one thing you'll learn with a professional treasure hunter. There are some things I can't talk about. But what I can tell you is that I have been able to work with officials um, on some of my discoveries and bring it to the public where I am finding old structures, old artifacts like Spanish swords, old bronze coins that are back from the 1500s. There, there's been a lot of things um, that I've discovered that I've been able to bring that out. And I can't tell you, I can't even begin to explain that feeling. You know, let's say I'm working on a certain site. I've been in the libraries. I've been in the local archives. I've been reaching out to families that have lived in the area for generations. It takes a lot of work, a lot of research. And then I go out there with my team and when we start finding these old structures or some of the artifacts that match that history and time period, um, there's no better feeling. It's the hunt, the hunt, the researching, digging up old history, bringing that to the public. That's really where the big ump is for me, I guess you can say. All right. I have to imagine that disappointment is always on your tail, right? You, you think you got a <laughs> yeah. hot lead. You might spend what, like two weeks searching out an area, and really, I mean, you, when you talk about you found, you know, some coins, that is a very, very small needle in a huge haystack. Uh, correct. Um, I'll break it down for you real quick. Between my paper archives and my office and digital archives, I have stories that I've been hunting for, researching, and out in the field for over. Uh, 15 years now some of them are even 20 years and every year you know sometimes i'm held back by the weather some of these treasure sites that i've been going after are 10,000 plus feet in elevation um only three months out of the year there's no snow or runoff you know so it's very challenging and so it, there is no well i'll take that back some people get lucky and they stumble upon, you know, some kind of treasure, something that's very valuable. But the way that I do it, it's very common to every year I'm getting a little closer. I'm getting a little closer. I find another artifact. I find another clue and I just keep going. And that's why I have on my plate right now around 150 uh, treasure sites that are very significant. Um, and they're linked to old treasure maps, old documents that I have. Um, and the only way to keep me going is, you know, I have to have so many websites or I'm sorry, I have to have so many treasure sites to, uh, to keep myself busy. What about the definition of the word treasure? Because, you know, you talked about things that I would consider like, oh yeah. I mean, most of us, when we think of treasure, we think of an old like uh, treasure chest and you open it up and it's full of gold and rubies and things like that. Yeah. I, I am thinking of the Goonies version of treasure, right? <laughs> um, but it's it sounds like to you, you know, even these structures that you're talking about, treasure is anything that has been lost to the ages that you can bring into the modern world. Am I right? That's exactly right. And, and that's that's where it really matters. The hunt. And discovering these new things or these new structures and artifacts, you'd be surprised what kind of uh, attention. When I take out my team, we make a discovery. Let's say it's an old Spanish smelter, which is an old rock structure um, that the Spanish used to use when they were mining to melt down the gold and silver. 
just finding that alone is a treasure because a lot of this stuff, like I said before, is forgotten and lost history. A lot of these states didn't even know, let's say, that the Spanish were up in their area, let alone mining for gold and silver, which means there are now lost and forgotten gold-silver mines hidden somewhere out in that wilderness and no one's found yet. So when we start finding those things, I have it broken down pretty well. You find a Spanish smelter, let's say, you know you're within zero to three miles away from those lost mines. And history tells us that these lost mines, most of them, that the Spanish, the, the Europeans, when they came to this area, they didn't usually play it out. Those mines usually still have gold and silver and a lot of it inside. So again, treasure is not just you know the Goonies pirate ship with a whole bunch of gold coins. Sometimes it's gold and silver. Sometimes like these artifacts, we found an artifact uh, about 10 years ago that was appraised for over $30,000 that came from Central America. So um, everything has a value on it. Whether it, maybe it's the finding the lost history, maybe it's the artifacts, maybe it is the gold and silver that's still in that mine. All right, I have to ask another question. And you said you get a lot of attention sometimes when your crew rolls up. And do you have other people? I mean, is the treasure world a dangerous world? Do you ever worry that someone who thinks, well, I'm gonna, I want to go find what he's going for, and they grab an ATV and they're on your heels the whole time? Is it a dangerous world to work in treasure hunting? It, it is. Well, I'll answer that by saying my front yard, I have four cameras pointing out to my driveway, <laughs> to the sidewalk, to the road. Um, unfortunately, it is a little bit dangerous. I have to watch what I'm doing. Now these days, I've gotten a lot better. I usually don't make it public. Hey, me and my team are leaving. You know, a lot of people don't know where we're going, but in the past, let's say about 10 years ago, when I had to kind of learn how to sneak around a little bit more, there were people that saw us, recognized us, figured that we must be looking for treasure. We're way up in the mountains like this, and we've had to lose them. There's been times where we spent a couple hours off trail going down a canyon that we knew didn't have treasure to try to lose these people who were following us. And that's another thing. When you're up in the mountains, way out, where we go, this we're not talking about a treasure that might be in a city park buried. We're talking about where I'm going to places where we get in the trucks. We, when we get to a dirt road, we have to put in four-wheel drive. We take that truck as far as we can. Then we unload the UTVs. We take those UTVs as far as we can. And then from there, we're usually walking miles on our, on our legs. You know, we're, we're out in the middle of nowhere. That's where it gets dangerous. A lot of people tend to do things they won't normally do when you're out in the middle of nowhere. We're talking with Timothy Draper and Man Alive. I mean, this interview is going to be big when they make the movie about your life, sir. Uh, because <laughs> I, I guarantee you, you've got some stories to tell. And speaking of those... I know you, you've got uh, you've got books, you've got resources, you've got a great website. You want to let people know where they can find more information about what you do and your adventures? Sure. So what I've all, the, the other treasure that I found is, is teaching people. I love teaching people. I love um, sharing my discoveries with people. So we do have two big websites out there. Uh, the one is treasuresinamerica.com. The other one is unchartedexpedition.com. Between those two websites, a person could sit there for days reading our blogs and, you know, 
going through our videos, we also just released Uncharted Expedition web uh, series on YouTube. There's five episodes available. There's a couple more coming in the next couple weeks. These are real, you know, I'm directing and producing those. I've worked with major networks in the past. So these are filmed very well. And it shows a real life of what we're doing, what we're hunting for. You can find that on YouTube. Um, my book just came out, Treasures of the Ancients, The Search for America's Lost Fortune. You can get that off of Amazon. That's in Kindle or paperback. So we have a lot of content out there. It doesn't matter if you want to be glued to the couch and watch our series on YouTube. If you want to sit down, grab a cup of wine and read my book, or if you want to go on the website and read blogs and stuff like that, we have everything you need to become a treasure hunter and even advance to many levels above that. Timothy Draper, we barely scratched the surface. I know. Which I'm we sure could just keep going world, and going. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we plan to hit gold at some point. I hope we can call you again in the near future. Of course. Yep. Thank I'd love you. to share my, my uh, adventures with you guys. Thank you so much. This will be podcast as well at KHGO.com after the show. Thanks so much, Timothy. We'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. Thank you.